As the high school football season rolls on, we've got you covered. It's on the way. It's high enough. It's long enough. It's good. It's oh, my good. goodness. It's good. They win it. They win it. Are you kidding me? What a game. Woo! This is Next Round Preps on the Double Down Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, John Lunsford and Jerry Young. And welcome in to the postseason right here on Next Round Preps. John Lunsford, Jerry Young here with you as we are ready for the AHSAA state football playoffs to begin this week. We are down to 32 teams in every classification, 1A through 6A, and the top 16 teams in Class 7A. And Jerry, the brackets are set. We're finally to the point of the season that, you know, the pretenders are staying at home and the top teams are getting ready to make that run towards the Super 7. Yeah, I think seeding was kind of important in a couple of games. And i give you an example right off the bat. The big game we had last week with Hoover and Thompson, where Hoover ended up beating Thompson at the very end in the last few seconds. That moved Hoover to the number one seed. It moved Thompson to the number two seed. Why is that important? Well, if Oak Mountain goes up there and beats James Clemens this week, it means nothing because Oak Mountain would then have to go to Thompson to play. If James Clemens beats uh, Oak Mountain this week and Thompson beats Florence, then Oak Mountain—I mean, then uh, Thompson will have to travel up to Madison. So that's the little things that happen. There's a few more games like that, but overall, it was a good week ten to end up the season in high school football's regular season. It was. We had a few games we were going to preview uh, last, or we did preview last week that, you know, some of them had to do with tiebreakers uh, when it comes to the few seeds. We had to kind of settle things. We had to settle things in 6A, 5A, 4A, and 3A, I think, were the, the classifications still needed to be settled. A few seeds here and there. But uh, we start off with Trinity and St. James, two really good teams in their respective classifications. Uh, Trinity in 3A, they fall to St. James 42-35. And uh, these are two teams that can go on and make a little bit of a run there in the playoff. St. James, uh, the number one seed out of Region 2, they're looking really strong there in Class 4A as they get the win 42-35. Uh, a, a team from that used to be in 4A but moved to 5A due to competitive balance a couple years ago. That is UMS Wright. They beat Helena 31 to nothing. Helena, an unbeaten region champ coming into that game, didn't put up a single point on the board against UMS Wright. Well, that's UMS Wright. That's their signature. That's what they do. I remember actually, uh, wow, time gets by, but 20 years ago, Briarwood Christian was in the exact same boat, went down to UMS Wright. UMS Wright beat them and knocked the starting tailback out for uh, Briarwood Christian, which really hurt them in the next couple of games, even though they ended up winning it. But that's the sort of games, John, at Week 10. It's just hard to explain some of these games. But, yeah, UMS Wright, even though a 5A team, they play a, a 6A team in Helena that's 9-0. and It shows you the tradition and just how strong they are. Uh, another 5A, 6A matchup, Silicaga. They fall to Ben Russell, 35-28. Benjamin Russell, they did not make the playoffs, did not have a very good season overall, but they did end up with a win. Silicaga, meanwhile, was playing for position there. They were in a three-way tie with Tallahassee and Central Clay County. Central Clay County ends up winning that one, so Central Clay County would be the one seed out of Region 4. Silicaga will be the two seed, so still a home game, but that means they have to host Andalusia, a tough three seed to have to host there for Silicaga. And Tallahassee will be the three seed, but Silicaga falling to Benjamin Russell there in a 5A, 6 
6A game. A game between two 6A teams, though. This was for playoff seeding. Had Chelsea won against Calera, they could have been a three seed and knocked Homewood out of the playoffs had they won. But Chelsea, they fall to Calera. Uh, 31-21, clear the three seed out of that same region with Helena. Chelsea, they're going to end up getting the playoffs, but squeaking in as a four seed, but they fall to clear 31-21. Yeah, and what does Calera get for their trouble? They get to go all the way to Spanish Fort and play the Toros in region <laughs> in round one of the playoffs. Wow, that's a hard, hard ask right there. But a new era in Calera. They've got a lot of new construction going on, a lot of new parks, fields, workout facilities all being built. And the atmosphere at Calera is one that I think you'll see them build on that over the next two or three years. Another 6A Region 3 versus 6A Region 5 matchup. This is one that it didn't necessarily matter what happened in this game unless Chelsea were to get that win, and that's Pelham taking on Homewood. Pelham, a team that Chelsea beat earlier this season. Well, Pelham beats Homewood. So Pelham beat Homewood, who beat Chelsea, who beat Pelham uh, in that three-way matchup. And Pelham, they get the win 10-7 to over Homewood. I watched the first half of this game on Thursday night. We were off this week with Thompson, and so I was able to sit back and watch some of the games, most of them being played on Thursday night, and uh, did not look good for Homewood. Homewood scored a touchdown kind of late in that game to try to to bring it back and uh, Pelham had to have a pass break up there at the end of the game in order to hold on and win but Homewood struggled the season Chelsea they struggled this season um, you know combined they have a losing record but they're both going into the playoffs and Homewood with the Chelsea loss luckily didn't need to win my alma mater didn't need to win um, I was actually talking to somebody from Shades Valley who was involved in the three-way tie with Chelsea and Homewood and I said you know look there's still a chance you guys can make it in there's a chance Chelsea could even beat Calera but selfishly obviously I wanted Homewood to make the playoffs and they do that the three seed they'll travel to arab in their first game chelsea will travel to oxford who we saw earlier this season oxford had a tough non-region schedule but in region play they were able to bounce back and win a region championship this year but uh, pelham they will have to host mcgill tulin i'll say this now and i know we'll preview things here in a little bit i think region one six a region one will sweep six a region three with Helena, the number one seed we mentioned, losing to UMS Wright, a 5A team out of Mobile. They have to host Baldwin County, um, who's the four seed. Pelham will have to host McGill Tulin, who is the three seed. Can you believe McGill Tulin, who is not that far removed from three straight years in the Super 7 out of 7A Region 1? Now they're in 6A. They drop down. They're the, uh, the three seed, but they're behind teams like Sarah Lynn and Spanish Fort, who I think get the wins at home. But the teams that have to travel, McGill Tulin and Baldwin County, I think have a chance to win. If anybody wins, it'll be Helena over Baldwin County. But uh, Pelham, Homewood, Chelsea, Calera all playing for some seeding, and the seeding basically ends up the way it was going in because both Homewood and Chelsea lose in that one. Moving up to Class 7A, though, IMG Academy, the team that everybody loves to hate because they, you know, it, it is what it is. They're a, a powerhouse program that recruits the best players from around the country to come to Florida and play on a team that can beat everybody. And you look at the rosters of teams like Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and all their players come from a school like IMG Academy. They came to Auburn, but Auburn gave them a little bit of a fight. You know, Auburn led most of that game, and I got to give props to Keith Etheridge. You know, he came in took over from Adam Weingarten and everybody said well Adam left because he didn't have anything coming back well he did have something coming back and Keith Etheridge knows how to keep it together and to play those guys they only lost two now they did lose to Central of Phoenix City earlier in the year 21 to 7 but they were ahead every score I heard throughout the night Auburn was ahead of IMG but IMG you know in the fourth quarter you got way more depth you got 
uh, on IMG and possibly not as much talent. I don't know, but they ended up winning 27-17. to 17, And that was a shocker to me that it was even that close. I'm telling you, John, you be aware. I know Central Phoenix City beat them earlier in the year, 21-7. to 7. I think this Auburn team is playing as good as they can play right now. You know, I, I always love to say it's tough to beat a team twice in the playoffs. It happened with me multiple times. We would lose to Briarwood in the regular season and beat them in the semifinals. Then we beat Briarwood in the regular season, lose to them in the semifinals. Happened to me multiple times when I was playing. Um, you know, the semifinals for 7-8 could set up to be Central Phoenix City versus Auburn and Hoover versus Thompson, and you could see the exact opposite results of what you saw before. wouldn't shock anybody if Thompson beats Hoover in a rematch, and I don't think it would really shock anybody if Auburn were to beat Central Phoenix City in a rematch. Like you said, they lost 21-7 when they played before but um you know I, the game will be at central phoenix city this time it was at auburn before but you know it wouldn't shock me at all if they're able to get that win i do think they'll beat baker in the first round of the playoffs another team from that region though prattville they travel to madison to take on bob jones 43 31 winners over the patriots prattville gets that win and prattville a team will see what they can do in the playoffs as they're a three seed they're gonna have to travel in the first round to theodore but a very sig- good signature win over a 7 18 You've heard me say several times when Prattville and Foley are good teams, it strengthens the whole state in 7A. Foley trying to get better right now, but they hadn't quite made it up there. Prattville under uh, J.B. Wallace has done a great job. The, the They travel up to Bob Jones, which I thought that that would hurt them, but they ended up winning 43-31. One of their highest scoring – well, actually, it was their highest scoring game on offense of the year. They had not scored more than – uh, 36 points or 40 they scored 41 in the first game of the year this time they scored 43 against Bob Jones but that means that Bob Jones got to play against Hewitt Trustful uh, at home in round one in Prattville they have to travel down to Theodore now the thing about Theodore some of the best athletes in the state tucked way down there in the south part of the state Theodore's facility I am told, and I have never called a game there, John, is the worst by far 7A facility in the state, and many, many, many classifications lower have better facilities than Theodore. So, you know, I don't know that that matters. I don't know if Prattville's going to go in after playing at Municipal Stadium in Huntsville and then at their stadium uh, in, in Prattville, but, you know, will that affect them? I don't know. Will the trip affect them? I don't know. That's going to be a good ball game, Theodore and Prattville. I've had to make a trip much far, further than Prattville to uh, the Mobile area, um, coming from the Birmingham area. So it's it's a, a bit of a drive when it comes to those games, but that's what's great about the playoffs. You get to travel to new places. The team that beat Theodore to put Theodore in the two seed, a lot of people thought Theodore would win the region like they did last year. Fairhope, they end up winning that region. They'll host the other team out of that region with Central Auburn and Prattville and Enterprise, who finished fourth. Fairhope has – their facility is fine as far as calling a game. I don't know what it would be like, but I played against Fairhope um, back when I was in high school, my sophomore year of high school. And it's a great place to play, great environment overall, great city uh, who really supports that team. So they're the one seed there, Theodore the two seed. Um, Central Phoenix City, meanwhile, will host Daphne, who is a very, very tough four seed to have to play um, there from Region 1 after they moved up from 6A Region 1. And then Auburn will host Baker, like we mentioned there. All right, we get back we'll take a look at the playoffs for round one some of the big games going on in uh, the upper classifications especially and we'll kind of look at the entire bracket and see how it lays out for certain teams especially in 6a and 7a some of these birmingham area teams as well and we get back right here on next round preps 
All Britain and Artavino Family Dentistry, we know how valuable your time is. So if it's a crown you need, let us take care of it with our same-day crown service. We have the latest technology allowing us to build your custom crown right here in our office while you wait. All Britain and Artavino Family Dentistry is here to serve you. All Britain and Artavino are easy to find. Exit 238, that's the Alabaster exit, next door to American Family Care, or call them at 205-664-7610. Chubb Father's got them burgers that be banging. Wings tenders, poor boys, hoagies that be slaying. Hunger like no other, be good to one another so we can all be cool again. Be your brother's keeper, feed the people. Don't talk about it, be about that equal. Let's grow and grab some grub. I'm giving hunger hugs. Chubb Fathers, man, it's all about the love. Chubb Fathers in Alabaster. Hey, everyone, this is Chris Stewart, and I want to tell you about a show I'm proud to be a part of, spotlighting Alabama high school athletes. It's called High School Sports Weekly, presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic, and it can be found on Facebook Watch as well as YouTube. We release videos each month spotlighting athletes that have unique stories of triumph and perseverance, as well as coaches, family members, and teachers that have helped them along the way. We also spend time meeting players and coaches of all sports throughout the entire school year. So be sure to follow us on Facebook or just Google High School Sports Weekly to watch these amazing stories. That's High School Sports Weekly, presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic. And welcome back in here to Next Round Preps. We are in the postseason round one of the AHSAA football playoffs. It's going to start uh, on Thursday night. There are a couple of games on Thursday night, most notably the fact that both Madison teams are hosting games in the playoffs, James Clemens and Bob Jones. In Class 7A, James Clemens will host Oak Mountain. That game will be Thursday. Not sure how they actually decided that. If they flip a coin or what, you would think the one seed would get to play on Friday and the two seed would play on Thursday unless they looked at it as maybe James Clemens, if they win, that'll give them an extra day of preparation for Thompson. I don't know what the rationale behind that is. Well, I, I just know they play in the same stadium. They do. So they had to split it, you know, and so you're right. I don't know how they came up with that. That would be a little project I'll try to find out this week and see. Yeah, Bob Jones, the 2C, but they're playing on Friday as they'll host you at Trustville. James Clements hosting Oak Mountain. All right, let's go to Class 6A, Baldwin County taking on Helena. We mentioned Helena falling to UMS Wright, the top team out of 5A Region 1. They shut out Helena 31 to nothing. Baldwin County, meanwhile, it's kind of interesting. They get in on a basically a 2 nothing win over Blunt earlier earlier in the season. I actually had somebody from Helena reach out to me and said, hey, was that a forfeit? You know, Did they get in because of a COVID forfeit? And that's the only reason they're in there is because they basically had a COVID win. And while there were a couple of forfeits this year because of COVID, uh, you know, it's not totally out of – out of uh, the picture yet i said no look that actually was a two nothing win believe it or not yes it was one safety and that was it and Baldwin county got that win over blunt and that basically won uh a game to put them into the four seed so Baldwin county coming in they're seven and three overall not a bad team whatsoever but had they lost that game to blunt would have been out of the playoffs helena um they were unbeaten until this past week and had looked fairly good but you know, Baldwin County has to make a long trip up to Helena to play that game. Yeah, Baldwin County's got a good offense, too. They've scored, you know, 63 points, I believe it was, against Centronelle. They scored 46 against Gus Shores. They hung big number up against Mary Montgomery. 
So the offense will be there for Baldwin County, which, by the way, the offensive coordinator is Mark Heaton, who used to be the head coach at Russellville, moving on to Gadsden City, and now is down in the south part of the state. He's uh, one of those up-and-coming young head coaches trying to get experience in 6 and 7A to uh, possibly look for a head coaching job real soon in the bigger classification. But he's a great offensive mind, even though you're right, the two to nothing win over Blunt, you have to say, well, what happened there? But it happened. And so uh, that's going to be an interesting game. Is Helena as good as everybody thinks there is? Uh, thinks they are? Well, we don't know, but we'll find out Friday night. Another game going on in the southern half of Class 6A, Macadori, a team that, you know, for a long time was a region title contender there, whatever region they were playing in, whether it was more of a Tuscaloosa-Bessemer region or more of a Birmingham uh, region, kind of right there in 459, right where the interstates uh, intersect and they kind of go one way or the other depending on the classification. They're traveling to Montgomery to take on Lee. Um, Lee lost to Pinson Valley in a Fairly close game. Pinson Valley has kind of been back and forth as well um, this season. But a, a really tough region there with Hueytown and Hillcrest Tuscaloosa, who both finished ahead of McAdory. McAdory traveling to Montgomery to take on Lee in a, a region that was all over the place. Um, you know, as we look at some of the games we want to talk about, you follow Hueytown's one of these games between the same two regions as well. Hueytown, the top, uh, one of the top teams, I think it'll be Hueytown and Clay Shawville in the state championship to kind of go uh, all the way forward to the state championship game. I think both those teams are unbeatable in their respectable sides. But, you know, I, I think it's interesting when you look at this region, region two, because you have Opelika who's moved into region two. They were in region three for a long time. They're the easy one seed. No shock there. But then you had um, Sidney Lanier had to forfeit all their games and they dropped out of the playoffs. That let you fall a jump up. That let Carver be the three seed and Lee be the two seed. Well, then Carver had to forfeit games, but the wins they had to forfeit actually didn't affect their seeding. So you've had two seeds or two teams had to forfeit games. One of them uh, affected the seeding, one did not. You follow, they squeak in, um, you know, playing better football, but still have to squeak in based on a forfeit. And Carver, um, they're just hanging around as a three seed, even though they um, had to forfeit wins. And then Liam Montgomery, they're a team that benefited from uh, City Lanier dropping out because now they're a two seed and they get to host a game like this one against McAdory. Yeah, and I, I think McAdory is a much better team. Remember, they took Helena. One of Helena's wins to keep them undefeated for nine games was a double overtime win over McAdory, 41-35. to 35. And then, of course, McAdory with a tough loss to Hillcrest Tuscaloosa and then even tougher loss by a big lopsided score, 6-2-25, to Hueytown. So I still think McAdory's got a good nucleus. I believe they're going to give Lee Montgomery a good ball game. Maybe the best road team in 6A South, McGill Tulin, a team that uh, we mentioned earlier, you know, in the, the 7A days, they had three straight trips to the Super 7, winning one and losing two. They beat Spain Park, lost to Hoover a couple years in a row, but they travel to Pelham. They've dropped down to uh, 6A Region 1 from 7A Region 1, and, you know, regardless of where they'll fall in the reclassification could potentially have a competitive balance move up should they make a deep run in the playoffs because they are a private school but uh, they're traveling to Pelham and I mentioned I think region one gets the region three sweep um, the one game would be Helena Baldwin County Pelham I watched them play against Homewood Homewood 
I love my alma mater, but they didn't look very good in that game. But Pelham did not look much better either. Tons of mistakes. Not a great football team overall. I think McGill Tillman's able to get the win. But having to drive a long way to come up to Pelham, just like Baldwin, uh, yeah, Baldwin County is. Here's the deal. Pelham has finished the season hot, very much like the Braves we talked about. You know, it's when you get hot, when you do it. They won their last four games with authority. McGill Tulin, on the other hand, comes in here having lost their last two games. Of course, they were to Spanish Fort and to Dothan. I did not expect them to lose to Dothan. They did 17-13, so that was a setback for them. But are they hot at the right time, or is McGill Tulin cool at the wrong time? You're right. I think the trip's going to make the difference. Another Region 1 versus Region 3 game. This one going to be in Mobile, though, Spanish Fort. They host Calera. Calera and Chelsea last week was a game to decide the seeding in 6A Region 5 in the North. We'll get to some of the North games in a second. But Calera, they they beat Chelsea 31-21. Chelsea tried to make a bit of a comeback there, but Calera in control most of that game. And Calera, they have to travel all the way down south to Spanish Fort. And Spanish Fort's a team you always think can make a run to the Super 7. Oh, absolutely. One loss on the year, that was to Sarah Land, 20 to 16. They've reeled off four big wins of the last four games of the season. Blunt, Centronel, McGill, Tulin, Daphne, which is always a good football team. So Calera's going to have their hands full, and that's uh, not an easy trip to make. Some notable games in the northern half uh, when it comes to Region 7 versus Region 5. Oxford, they're hosting Chelsea. Oxford, the one seed out of Region 7. And ARAP hosting Homewood. I mentioned my alma mater. They did not look good in that game against Pelham, falling 10-7. to They kind of fell off there at the end of the season, lost to Shades Valley, who they should not have lost to. They lost to Pelham, who I don't think they should have lost to either. They traveled to ARAP, but this is a game I could potentially see Homewood winning. This is a, a, a region that I could actually see Region 5 sweeping Region 7. I, I went through and plugged all the numbers into the calculator just to see what a, a, you know, a score would potentially be, and the calculator told me that every single Region 5 team would win, including Chelsea over Oxford. We saw Oxford earlier this season, not the Oxford that we saw a couple years ago that won a state championship. Right. Um, Mountain Brook playing Southside Gaston, I think that's a win. Briarwood playing Fort Payne, I think that's a win. Homewood playing Arab, I think, is most likely a win, and I think even Chelsea-Oxford is a toss-up at this point. So, Despite the fact that Homewood and Chelsea haven't played great this season overall it's weird for me to think that this could be a 4-0 sweep for region five all right here's here we'll go back to what we just talked about homewood coming off of four losses that bothers me in the fact that they need to learn how to win they had one now going back basically five weeks so arab on the other hand once again they beat springville and boaz to get to the seed where they needed to be they only loss of the year uh since the first year is to Oxford, and that was only by two points. So Homewood's going to have to bring their best game, no doubt about it. Arab's a great place to play, though. I'm going to tell you, the whole that's one of those communities that everything shuts down, they show up. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. Homewood wants to make a statement, bring it back to the Birmingham metro area. This is when they can do it. Yeah, Woods Ray from Homewood been injured, the quarterback there, but he is uh... – I want to say he played some against Pelham. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't get to watch the whole game. But we'll see if they can figure it out, see if they can turn it around. But I, I am leaning in the direction of if, uh, of a, a Region 5 sweep in this one. Region 6, though, we talk about 7A Region 3 being the toughest region in uh, all of Alabama high school football. I think region, 6A Region 6 is a very, very tough region as well. Clay Chaltville, easily the top team there. I think they're going to make a nice run to the – 
championship and win the championship. There's nobody who can touch them, in my opinion. I would still love to see them play a team like Hoover or Thompson uh, when this is all said and done. But the other teams from that region, Jackson Nolan, they're hosting Coleman. Um, Pinson Valley, they're traveling to Muscle Shoals. And then Gardendale. Uh, dangerous four seed to have to play. They're traveling to Hartzell. They're eight and two overall. Gardendale is, and they were in a three-way tie for second place that they just happened to lose because they had lost to Jackson Olin in a game, or they lost to Pinson Valley, excuse me, in a game earlier the season that maybe you replay it now. A team like Gardendale wins, but Hartzell's been good this season, a ten and zero season, and I, you know, that's you wonder if it'll be a sweep for Region Six with how good they are. But Muscle Shoals, Pinson Valley, Hartzell, Gar- Gardendale could be two really good games. Well, you know, there's four hundred and something teams, four hundred plus teams in the state of Alabama. Hard for us to keep up with every single one of them, but we do know Gardendale. We know Gardendale has strong tradition. They reeled off six in a row. Okay, so they're winning. They're playing good. Hartzell ten and zero. I have not seen Hartzell this year. I cannot comment on them, but I can comment on Gardendale, and I know that they're a good football team. And as a Homewood alum, I hate playing Gardendale in the playoffs because Gardendale always beats Homewood, and uh, it never turns out too fun for me. And our good friend Tim Melton, who's a Gardendale alum, and loves to rub it in my face. That's right. In Class 7A, the team we watch all the time, Thompson, they fell to Hoover. Hoover, they host Spartman, a team that we saw uh, Thompson beat pretty good earlier on in the season. Shouldn't be too much of a challenge there for the Bucks in that first game. Uh, you kind of feel sorry for Spartman and Florence in the first games we're having to play against Hoover and Thompson. Yeah, let's just, you know, we can talk about that but everybody knows that's a that's a waste of time on this podcast so you know we know thompson's gonna gonna handle florence we know hoover's gonna handle spark let's just say this i go through it up i say okay what can the line be on this game what's the over under on this game and my formula spit out hoover minus 52 against spartman with an over under of 52 therefore 52 to nothing and for Thompson, it spit out Thompson minus 44 against Florence. And that's only because I'm factoring in the fact that Thompson has a hurt quarterback. So, you know, it's not quite as big a win over a team like Florence. But Thompson beat Spartan at 55 to nothing. I expect we were to do basically the same thing to them. Really the game to watch, Oak Mountain at James Clemens. That will determine who Thompson's second round opponent will be, assuming Thompson does take care of business against 5-5 five and five Florence. And I have Oak Mountain minus seven in this one. You think of four versus a one, having to travel to a team like James Clemens, who's undefeated this season. I, the, the formula wouldn't spit that out. But you look at the quality of opponent James Clements has played versus the quality of opponent Oak Mountain has played. I know Oak Mountain's had quarterback uh, injuries through, through, through the end of the season as well, but I still like Oak Mountain in this position. I like Oak Mountain a lot, and I'm going to tell you why. There's, their losses are quality losses. I mean, you look at – Thompson, Clay Chalkville, I mean, no shame there. Hoover, I mean, when you lose to those teams that are pretty much expected, is the North as strong as they think they are? We know Bob Jones is not as strong. We know Sparkman's not as strong. We know Florence is not as strong as as what we're about to see. But that one question remains, can Oak Mountain be the, the clog that throws a monkey wrench in the whole North sector of the state and brings that game back it plays a lot and you better believe there's a lot of thompson fans pulling for oak mountain in this ball game yep because if oak mountain wins thompson gets to stay at home for, for the second round of the playoffs and if james clemens wins that means that if thompson wins we have to travel up to madison a nice uh hour and a half two hour drive for us to get up there from uh the central alabama area so the class 7a playoffs everything is set you can go to alpreps.com the brackets are there i'll update everything when we're done um, with the thompson game on friday night i'll go home update all that at alpreps.com the 7a playoffs james clemens hosts oak mountain thompson hosts florence hoover hosts spartan 
Portman. Bob Jones hosts Hewitt Trussville in the north and the south. Central Phoenix City hosts Daphne. Theodore hosts Prattville. Fairhope hosts Enterprise. And Auburn will host Baker. That's the seven-day playoffs, but I have 1A through 7A. I know we touched on mostly upper classification games here in the first week, but as we move on, we'll, we'll branch out and talk about some of the lower classification games. We want to kind of let things play out and have some of the top teams uh, you know, work their way into the second, third, and fourth rounds, and then we'll kind of break every game down moving forward in the postseason. Jerry, where can they hear us this weekend? Yeah, you go to warriornationnetwork.org. If you've got a subscription to the NFHS Network, you can watch the game between Thompson and Florence. If you do not have a subscription, you can listen to it right there. Click on the listen or watch button, whichever one is applicable for you. That's warriornationnetwork.org. For Jerry Young, I'm John Lunsford. We'll be back next week right here on Next Round Press. We'll be right back. 